Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Patriots Daily is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Time to talk college football, draft eligible QBs, and we're actually going to expand our horizons a bit in the show. Talk about another prospect, plays on the other side of the ball. I'm here with my good buddy, Alex Barth. As usual, Alex, how we doing, brother? Good. How we doing, Taylor? Doing well, man. Today was pretty cool at work. Everything was all festive. Yeah. They, we got uh, we got pictures. We got food. It was a cool day. I went up to Stacy. I was like, this was a magical day. Thank you so much. <laughs> so that was pretty <laughs> tight. Yeah, no, it was a good time. Uh, they do it. They, they always treat us super well. I mean, always Patriots PR does, but this time of year, mm. they usually have one or two surprises up their sleeve. So they certainly did today. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that. It was a very pleasant surprise for Tay. Um, all right, but... People don't want to know about what our day at work was like. They want to know about college football. That's why they're here. We had a lot of bowl games this weekend. I know you were locked in on them. I I, I tried to follow from afar, but like you just know more than I do. So I defer to you, my <laughs> friend. Let us know all the must-know information from this weekend's bowl games, all the pertinent information, all the quirky, fun stuff. Fire away. Yeah, so, I mean, look, it, I wouldn't say there's been a ton draft wise just with the games that are being played in 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 the modern game a lot of uh um a lot of players opt out of the bowl game if they're draft eligible short of the playoffs the transfer portal you know factoring into that too and there are certainly some interesting transfer names in terms of players for next year's draft uh one super interesting thing to me though has been you know the last two nights there's been games where you had in the the famous toastery bowl you had old dominion go up 28 nothing only to lose in overtime to western kentucky and then you had last night, excuse me, Marshall jump out to a 14-point lead only to end up losing 35-17. So I would just <laughs> tell people there's some very exciting football going on if you're going to watch it. If, if you watched the game last night, I will say this. Uh, well, first off, just from an NFL point of view, it was kind of cool that the two starting quarterbacks, Owen McCown for UTSA and Cole Pennington for Marshall, uh, the sons of Josh McCown and uh, Chad Pennington, so that made me feel old. That's pretty wild. Um, but <laughs> one name I would say to know for Patriots fans, if you watched the game last night, he didn't play a huge role just because Marshall, after getting out to the lead so quickly, fell behind and kind of was stuck throwing the whole game, is uh, Rasheen Ali, the running back mm. from Marshall. He only had nine carries. He had 92 yards, though, two touchdowns, broke a big run. This is a guy that is a very well-rounded back, an experienced back, uh, the kind of guy that, the Patriots tend to go for in the draft. He's going to be available on day three. He's a player. I would think, you know, if they want to look for, you know, two years at a time, a replacement for a Ramondre Stevenson, something like that. Uh, Ali's definitely a guy that would fit the fits the mold of a traditional Patriots draft pick with the production, the experience. And just, again, he's, he's well rounded. He's got good size to six foot, 200, uh, you know, Obviously, Kevin Harris, South Carolina, very different school than Marshall, but that same thing where like he was productive over multiple years 
And that's really what they look for at the running back position. Can you come in and, and you know, do you have experience being a workhorse? Yeah, especially Kevin Harris. The whole thing with him was he had an injury or something that kind of sapped some of his explosiveness. And as a downhill back, if your explosiveness gets sapped, that's like you probably didn't have a ton to begin with, and it's not great. Although I think we have seen him bounce back a little bit. So is this prospect someone you say, you know, uh, he's uh, well-rounded? Does that mean he's a jack-of-all-trades, master of none? Or does that mean he maybe excels, kind of like Ramondre, where he excels as a runner, can catch the ball, but maybe that's not his forte? Um, he's probably a better receiver than Ramondre. He certainly has the experience. He has 75 catches in two years uh, mm-hmm. as a starter. So he, he's been involved in that. I think, you know, he's going to be a 23-year-old rookie. He's coming from a smaller program in Marshall. He's going to kind of need to prove that he wasn't just, you know, beating up on, on bad conference opponents uh, mm-hmm. his whole time in college. Also, he's got to show that he kind of overcame an injury he had two years ago. I expect him to rise. So he's right now projected like a late day three fringe UDFA guy. He should, unless there's something in the medicals that doesn't clear, he should end up being drafted. I think he ends up being like a, an early to mid day three pick. Uh, and yeah, it, to your, to your point, exa- uh, to your question, exactly. He, Jack of all trades, master of none, I think is probably fair, but sometimes at the running back position, that's what you're looking for. Like, that's how Absolutely. I would describe a guy like Rex Burkett. And mm-hmm. obviously the Patriots have missed having somebody in that kind of utility running back role. I think Ali's a player who could certainly do that. And I know, you know, when the team has a top three pick and needs a quarterback, nobody wants to talk about day three running backs, but you know, they're going to continue drafting after they take whoever they take third overall, second overall, first overall, whatever it ends up being. And he's a guy. I, so I actually thought, he was going to come out last year and he was a guy I was ready to talk a lot about for the Patriots last year. And then obviously got hurt, ended up going back to school instead to reset his draft stock, the right call. Uh, But this is a guy I've been watching for a couple of years. And I just think screams Patriots running back. And as an, if if you're somebody who, you know, people send us Taylor to first year on the beat. So you'll, you'll experience this for the first time. Once you get to like February, Anytime you tweet anything, people will respond to you with their mock drafts. And, you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? <laughs> if you're somebody who who wants to, you know, look like you know what you're talking about, I'm not saying you have to take Rasheen Ali. Don't do that in every mock. But he's definitely a name to know. He's definitely a player to know uh, when it Noted. comes to the Patriots. All right. I want to see him. If you guys are going to be commenting and my stuff with your mock drafts, make sure to throw them in there. Kind of like a little sneaky shout out to the show. Are there any other prospects oh, that you think? Oh, yeah. Sorry, let me let me add the, the caveat of he still might go back to school. Like, we don't know. He still has another uh, year of eligibility. So we'll I know, see. it's like but your pet peeve at this time of year. <laughs> I know. I hate it. I, I talk these guys up. And, uh, oh, actually, no, he's he's accepted an invite to the Shrine Bowl. So that would hey. that would probably mean he's coming out. Yeah, no, there's every year. It was Max Melton last year, the corner from uh, 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 Rutgers. I've been waiting on this kid, Isaiah Williams, from Illinois for three years hybrid receiver running back kind of gadgety player. I think he's actually finally going to come out this year. Yeah. I get all annoyed. I hype up these prospects and then they go right back. So it was Olu Fashan, who was one of them last year, actually. And he was, there's always one like top 15 pick that surprised us and goes back to school. Uh, Marvin Harrison. Uh, kidding. But <laughs> I know there's some rumors about that, but yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Rasheen Ali. He's definitely a guy to watch. And yeah, it does look like, you know, shrine bowl. They love the shrine bowl. So another reason mm-hmm. to keep an eye on him. Any other guys that we should be looking out for who played for walking, looking through the highlights, somebody we should hyper focus on. So as I look at the next couple of days, um, I believe Duke's right tackle uh, is skipping their bowl game. He's a guy that's projected as a first round pick. Um, 
I'm just looking at the bowl games that are coming up because I have all the players mm-hmm. in my head, but not necessarily um, the bowl schedule. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I, I don't want to say anybody because I don't know who's opted out of their bowl from some of these games. So I'll just talk somebody up and then I'll get a million tweets like, oh, you idiot. He's not playing. So I would say just, you know, check out the schedule and uh, maybe maybe there's somebody I don't know about yet. Maybe you watch the game. You find somebody that breaks out and you tell me about him. So, right. yeah. I'll do my homework too. All right, fair enough. All right, so now we're going to get to the talk that a lot of people want to get to is the quarterback stuff. Real quick, though, before we do, the show is sponsored by our pals at FanDuel and SeatGeek. Real quick, we're going to show some love to FanDuel. We'll be back. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action NFL. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including you got spreads, you got your player props, you got over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right, so Jaden Daniels has declared for the draft. It's official. And now we're going to get into a fun little debate because I think Caleb Williams is pretty well. Actually, no, not even necessarily because Caleb Williams is number one in a lot of mocks. But I know Dane Brugler has even said that Drake May could go number one. But for the sake of this conversation, we're assuming that number two in most mock drafts is probably going to be Drake May. We also talked a ton about Jaden Daniels and his ability to rise up the boards if he has um, an impressive showing at the combine. You know, it seems to get more familiar with him if he puts on weight, all these different things. What are the chances that we actually see Jaden Daniels take over Drake May as what is seen to be the number two spot? Or do you think it really is like Caleb Williams, Drake May, and then Jaden Daniels is in a different tier? I I do think there's a chance Jaden Daniels catches up to Drake May. Uh, I now look, let me phrase this converse. Let, let me phrase the context of this conversation. If let's say Caleb Williams goes first, right? Everybody on earth could think Drake May is better than Jaden Daniels. All it takes is one person for Jaden Daniels to go ahead and Drake May. And it's the GM. As long as it's the GM of the team that's picking second, right? I, I call it the Cole strange effect. If, a, if one team is willing to take a player in the first round, they're a first round pick. That's just the reality of it because that's where you have to go to get them. Um, so that being said, when we talk about the consensus and I know people say the consensus doesn't matter. It's made up by people outside of the building. It It's the closest we have to truly analyze this thing and, and, and break down the scenarios. And it does, it's not always right. Last year, Christian Gonzalez, everybody had him as like a lock of a top 10 pick. The Patriots got him at 17th. Everyone once in a while, it breaks off. But generally, the quarterback consensus, in terms of the order guys are taken, not necessarily the outcome and in, in the, you know, how good their careers are, but generally the quarterback consensus for order ends up being about right. There's not too many mm-hmm. surprises in that regard. So 
do I think Jane Daniels could catch Drake May? Yes. I do think some of that is Drake May falling back to him. I think if Drake May shows up, has a good senior bowl, tests well at the combine, like if he doesn't give a team reasons to second guess him, I think he has that second spot locked up. I'm not, you know, the door is open to that. We've mm-hmm. seen him have some glitches in his decision-making from time to time. If he goes to the senior bowl and has a rough week, we'll see if, if Jane Daniels as a junior, it's a little tougher, but we'll see if he ends up in a postseason in a, in a, a, a showcase game. But yeah, if, if, if Drake may goes to senior bowl and struggles, there's going to be a lot of talk about, well, okay. Part of him is his floor and the athleticism and the big arm that's supposed to kind of carry him while he develops these other traits. If he's further away than we think he is, he may not be up to this. Whereas Jane Daniels, and look, Jane Daniels could, this is obviously assuming Jane Daniels does everything right as well. But if Jane mm-hmm. Daniels then comes out, runs a 4 4, right? He's throwing the ball around the yard at the combine, uh, you know, throws the ball well at his pro day. Again, if he does a, a showcase game and lights it up there, you're going to look at it and say, oh, well, all right, the upside's the same. We were drafting Drake May because we, we, we had Drake May ahead of him because we thought he had a much higher floor. Mm-hmm. If it turns out he doesn't, well, then you have a real decision to make. Now maybe it's okay. Well, we'd rather have the 4-4 speed upside of Jane Daniels versus mm-hmm. the arm upside of Drake May. So I, there's a world that happens. I, again, I don't – my guess is it, the order is going to stay Williams, May, Daniels by the time we get to late April just because I, I do think May's floor is high enough to hold Daniels off, but I, I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't lock that in. And Jane Daniels certainly has the ceiling to make things, to make teams think twice whether or not they want to, you know, put the future of their franchise in Drake May. I mean, the name of the game in the NFL right now, matchups, but also explosiveness. So Jane Daniels is a, he checks both boxes. He's a mismatch because anytime he's on the field, you have to account for him as a runner. So whether that is just on running action where you have to have a backside defender who's not blocked, he has to say home and respect that that opens up things for the running backs. And then when it comes to the passing game, you know, the Patriots love using like a Mac Wilson. As good as Mac Wilson's been, you're telling me that if it's him and Jaden Daniels in the open field, and Daniels has to make him miss for a big play. I mean, most linebackers, even some safeties, are going to have a hard time because we've seen corners have a hard time even chasing down Jaden Daniels. Like, he is a supreme athlete. And with his explosiveness, not just from the athleticism, but also from his deep passing ability, that's the thing that you're, that you're really getting sold on. And the fact that he still has enough upside as a quarterback, like as a true pocket passer, that you're not going in saying, okay, he's running or he's throwing one or the other. But when you really boil his game down, like that's where you think he's going to thrive. Was there something you wanted to say? Uh, no, I, I was just going to uh, agree. And I think that's the important point here for people who maybe aren't as familiar with Jaden Daniels. You mentioned the upside as a pocket passer. That is probably the biggest thing because mm-hmm. – talked about this he was a day three pick at the start of the season and people really weren't talking about him at all because he never threw from the pocket that just wasn't mm-hmm. his area. i mean he did a little bit at lsu his first year but you weren't looking at him and being like yeah this guy's gonna stand in there and pick a defense apart that's what he did this year and mm-hmm. i think that's why he's in the the spot he is so yeah he, you want to see him run like a four 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 or five something like that he's obviously got to put on a little bit of weight we've talked about that the way he's really going to impress teams, and this is again why I really hope he goes to something like the Senior Bowl, is you want to see him show teams how developed he's become standing in the pocket mm-hmm. and picking a defense apart with short and intermediate routes. If he can go, you know, let's say he goes to the Senior Bowl and they're doing seven on sevens 
and he is just dotting the ball up mm-hmm. and that's good. That would probably do more for his draft stock than anything else in the process. Yep. That's what you want to see him do. But I do, people need to understand that that's who he is. And, mm-hmm. and I think NFL teams, if they don't right now, they will. I know some teams get to the tape like later, but for the fans watching, cause I still get like Jane Day, why is Jane Daniel so high? Like I watched him last year and I watched him in Arizona state. He's a, he was a different player this year than he has been previous in his college career. And he needs to, really emphasize during this pre-draft process the thing the new things he did this year that got him to the Heisman and, and up here on the draft board and all that. So who's the upside things? And then with Drake May, his upside is really he seems he's a pretty he's I think he is the most complete quarterback in this class. I think that's fair to say. He's the only guy of the top three. So we're talking Jaden and Caleb. He's the only one of them that doesn't have uh size concerns. He's like, right. what is he, 6'4", or like 6'5", 230 Right, yeah. like he's going to be able to take hits. That's a big part of it because with me for Jane Daniels, now again, so with May, it's he's a prototypical, got prototypical size. He's got the arm strength that you want. It's really hard to keep him off rhythm because he's a good enough athlete that he can extend plays. He can run when he doesn't like his passing options. And although I do think there are times where, and this is the same with Jaden, where I think sometimes they'll run or they'll go short at times where they have downfield opportunities. But they're also two of the most risk-averse quarterbacks in football. I think they're like both bottom 10 in the FBS and turnover throw rate or turnover-worthy play rate, which is significant. So even though you, you, you know, you're saying I'd like them to take advantage of those windows, if it's a young quarterback, you'd rather them say, okay, I'm just going to run for like nine yards than sometimes test the windows that are a little streakier. Well, here's the thing. I think Jaden Daniels does a better job of not making those types of throws. Where I, I know like Alabama, I think he had one throw where I was like, whoa, don't do that. Reel that all the way back in. Right. Whereas with May, he doesn't have a lot of turnover-worthy plays, but for me, it's the quality of them. Because it is that Mac Jones-esque. And again, they are not the same player. Because Drake May can pull off the crazy shit he tries to do. Where like when he's going outside the structure, flicking and all these things. Like he's had the physical talent long enough that he can make them work. But there's also times where you're saying, all right, you don't need to be doing all that but you're hoping in the nfl level if you get him a good uh offensive line good weapons where he doesn't feel like he needs to overcome a lack of talent then you're hoping okay those things take a step back and he blossoms and becomes the justin herbert type that you like where he makes pretty good decisions he's a fast processor and you know again hard to get him off rhythm for jaded i don't think in terms of down to down consistency he's quite as good as may and the concern with me is like yeah drake may is going to make mistakes but he and jaden have the ability to overcome any mistakes that they make thing with jaden is the injury risk and the fact that we have no proof that he is willing to slide more often than the nfl right. and it's easy to sit here right now and say oh you know all it, he just needs to take that one hit and it'll get in his head not really, because Josh Allen still hasn't figured it out. And when you think about quarterbacks, like I think Russell Wilson, when I'm just thinking off the top of my head, is really the only quarterback who got to the NFL. I don't really, I didn't watch him a ton in college, but I, I remember him saying at one point that when he got to the pros, he was like, I got to slide. Like, I just have to figure it out because I do want to use my running ability, but I don't want to get myself hurt. And Jaden is a really tough dude. I don't, to my knowledge, he hasn't gotten any significant injuries from running or anything like that. But still, all it takes is that one hit. 
that could affect his long-term career, depending on where that injury ends up. And that's what scares me more, is that, again, with Drake May, the build and his athleticism, I don't really think that's much of a concern. Football is football. He, You know, if he suffers an injury, sometimes that's just the luck of the draw. But it's different when you got a quarterback who's as thin as Jaden and also is more than willing to take contact. Like, I, 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 I that's the thing that really, really scares me because it's something that could affect his entire career. Whereas Drake May, give him two years, three max, because, again, he has the talent to overcome if he makes a bad throw or a bad decision. That should get ironed out over time with good coaching and good support. But a significant injury because you exposed yourself to a big hit. And I will say also, I'm kind of rambling here, but with quarterbacks that we talk about, like the guys that like to run, oh, that's so much more dangerous. That's a fallacy. You're at higher risk, and I think Randall Cunningham said this because it happened to him. You're at higher risk of getting injured in the pocket than you are out in space. In the pocket, you are standing still with people attacking you flat, you know, flat-footed or whatever. But just you don't really have a lot of space to operate. And because of that confined space, the hits you take can end up being worse because there's not a whole lot of room. If you're in space and you're running and making people miss, it's a different story because you can slide. You can get out of bounds. With a guy like Jaden and Lamar, it's hard for you to get a direct hit on those guys, like Malik Cunningham even. You don't see them take a lot of big hits because they're slippery guys. So I do want to say that I don't think his running ability is the reason he could get hurt. It's more that he'll run, but he won't do the smart thing. And he will like lower his shoulder against the right. big safety. And you're like, ah, reel that in. So I just want, you know, all that, anything that you got to add on there, because I just, Jaden's concerns are more concerning for me than what you have in terms of long-term fixability than Drake. Right. I think with May, I, I think I said this on the show last week, like he has all the tools in his toolbox. Mm-hmm. He has all the tools that you want to want, but you, you watch him out there and he's trying to hammer in a nail with a, a power drill and he's trying to, you know, use a screwdriver as a level to level a picture. And like, it's just, what are you doing? That's not what that's yeah. for. Don't use that there. <laughs> you, you really just got to kind of show, okay, you know, this is where you throw off the back foot. This is where you scramble. This is where you throw off bounds. Mm-hmm. This is where you're watching. And like, that's coaching. It's all coachable. Uh, the other thing I would say, and I've said this about Drake May since the beginning, I don't think... If you were to list like the top traits you look for in a quarterback mm-hmm. and which quarterback in this draft has like the best at each one, right? You, you talk about pocket agility, Caleb Williams, running ability, Jaden Daniels, arm strength, Michael Penix, accuracy, Bo Nix, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that Drake May is at the, has the best anything of any of the quarterbacks in this draft. That being size said, and health history, I literally think that's it. If you're right. talking well, like head over, like if you want to go way lower numbers. in the draft size, give me like Joe Milton, dude's a freaking apartment oh, building. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but like he's second or third in all of them. Mm-hmm. Like he probably would have, if you did a composite score, he would have the best composite score. But he, I don't, I don't know what his carrying trait is other mm-hmm. than potential, which isn't really a trait. It's, no. uh, I, it, cause it's not tangible. So mm-hmm. that that's the thing. You're you're drafting Drake May. You're you're not if you're drafting Drake May, you're not buying a house. You're buying all the materials you need to build a house. Mm-hmm. Like Caleb Williams, that you're getting the house. You're that you're moving into the house day one, right? Sign the lease online, boom, you're moving in. Drake May is like you're buying the empty lot, you're buying all the building materials, you're gonna have to put that thing together now. Might end up looking really good. There's a real if you know what you're doing, you're gonna get a hell of a house. If you don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing, it's gonna come collapsing down in on you. And that to me is kind of what Drake May is. So for and that may scare some people, 
if it, if you're if a team knows what they're doing at quarterback, that's the best possible guy you can ask for because yeah. not only does he have a ton of natural ability, you get to mold him into your offense. You get to make sure he develops instead of being like, all right, well, these are his traits, so we have to develop along the lines of these traits. Like, if you draft Caleb Williams, I still think Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in this draft, mm-hmm. but you're drafting Caleb Williams to play in a certain kind of offense. Right, you're drafting Jane Daniels. You're drafting Bo Nix. You're drafting Michael Penix. Not the same offense, but all those guys are going into a certain kind of offense. Those guys mm-hmm. are. There might be some overlap, but more or less scheme specific. I think you put Drake May in pretty much whatever scheme you want because there's certain yeah. things he's going to need to work on and iron out anyway, and you can do it in the con in the context of your scheme. So that that to me is kind of the the ups and downs of Drake May, and and for me with him with the Patriots specifically. Tell me who's coaching the team, and then I'll tell you how interested I am in the Patriots drafting Drake May. That could go any number of different directions. As for Jane Daniels, just to kind of wrap up on him, I, I do think the sliding stuff is similar. I would, I would, I'd make the call to draft him. My next call would be to Robert Griffin the third and be like, "Hey, we just drafted this kid. Can you tell him any and all horror stories you have about what <laughs> scare him straight? You right and scare this kid straight." Uh, but I, 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 you said it, the explosiveness, I think is going to be too much for teams to overlook. And if, again, if you're a team that runs a certain kind of offense, you're probably drooling at this kid because wow, the things we'll be able to do if we get that kind of athlete under center, like if you put him in the right situation, the possibilities are endless. And you're talking about a guy that I think can be an MVP candidate and lead a, a top ranked offense in the NFL, but the situation's got to be right. And, you, and, and you're exactly right. You've one, he's got to put on like 10 to 15 pounds. If mm-hmm. that means he runs a four or five instead of a four or four, so be it. And he's got to, got to, got to learn how to protect himself. That has to happen because he will not have a long NFL career if he doesn't. I agree. And then when my one nitpick would be with the house metaphor, I'd say he has his foundation and like the porch because okay. of this season, because you saw like, yeah, no, he can do the things that we didn't think he could do. And he showed, like we talked about his self-awareness with a quarterback. That is one of the most important qualities you can have, because if you know what your weaknesses are and you've got a good work ethic, you can hone in on those things. I think we've seen that he can do that. So there's something to work with where you're not like, this isn't just a raw prospect with only tools. He's got some pocket poise. He's got experience in, I don't know if you call LSU a pro-style system, but somebody who understands how the league works um, as well. Rel- relatively. I mean, like Brian Kelly is one offense. of those a-hole coaches. Like, yeah, I could – it's more pro than not. There are certainly right. – as far as college programs go, it's probably closer to a pro-style system than, you know, maybe coming from uh, an Oregon or a USC or a program like that. All right, we're going to move on from the quarterbacks, get into something a little more diverse, talk about an edge rusher who recently declared. But first, a word from our friends at SeatGeek. We'll be back. You know, I've been looking for the best deal on Celtics tickets. And with over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports festivals, and more. With the NFL, NBA, and NHL seasons of full swing, you don't want to miss out. SeatGeek has your tickets to every game. Plus, artists like Travis Scott are on tour. They put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale of 1 to 10, so look for the green dots. Green means good and red means bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. So as you know, I always come through for you guys. You can use my code DREAMERSPRO 
for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code DREAMERSPRO. Make sure you check the link in the description to download the app. All right, so Jared Verse will officially be a member of the 2024 NFL Draft class. So let's go over a scouting report real quick. Any thoughts that you have on the evaluation? Like last week, I know we did these, and it seemed like the timeline was kind of off. So feel free to update if there's anything that you think may not still be relevant based on how yeah. we finish the season. All right, so height 6'4", weight 260, solid size for modern edge. Positives, good get off, reacts to the snap quickly and accelerates off the ball well. Uses his hands well as a pass rusher and has a few nice finesse moves like a cross chop and an arm over. Those are two of the most popular moves in the NFL right now. Uh, turns speed to power as a rusher with the strength and leg drive to collapse the pocket against offensive tackles. Good bend at the top of the rush. Physical at the point of attack and has pop in his hands to get control of the back. Has the strength to get extension and shed blocks. Now we're going to look at the negatives. Could develop an inside move that he can win with as a counter when rushing the passer. A lot of a lot of edge defenders usually have to have some kind of counter when they enter the league because in college you can usually just have one or two tricks up your sleeve and you're good. Uh, gets caught coming up the field too much when unblocked versus the run. Also leads to missed tackles in the backfield. Needs to stay under control. Thing you see all the time with young players. Will take gambles and get caught popping his gap early. Doesn't look comfortable dropping into coverage. Not an elite athlete for coverage in the NFL. If we're talking from a Patriots perspective, they don't really care because you used to have Trey Flowers dropping like right. 10 yards downfield. They don't care. He's, <laughs> Depending on the game plan, you're doing it. He's a defensive end to me. Like I, I'm not I, – I wouldn't circle him as like an outside linebacker, a guy. If you're putting him into coverage regularly, you probably why, – why are you drafting him? You don't know what you're doing. Right, right. All right, notes. Ah, he was, oh, well, not the same year. He was born a day after me, but four years later. Um, unranked recruit in 2019 class. Pretty impressive. FCS Albany transfer. Missed one game in 2022 with a knee injury. Do you know how serious that injury was? Like, was that just a midseason? Just yeah, I don't even remember him missing that game, so I'm going to guess it wasn't very serious. All right, not bad. And then usually we'll just real quick skip to the end. Uh, so plus run defender, skip the last one. Most of versus weaknesses are minor and fixable, but he hasn't shown the high level athleticism drop into coverage at the next level. Like they said at the end of the report, Florida state would occasionally ask him to drop and he looked a bit like a fish out of water because of that verse would be best as a hands in the ground defensive end in even fronts. So we're talking more like probably a Dietrich wise type where very, very rarely if the Patriots somehow managed to get him, would right. you ask him to do that? So, realistically he's the edge one we don't think that the Patriots are going to get him they have way too many needs on the offensive side of the ball but I do think it opens up a pretty interesting conversation because the Patriots when it comes to edge defender they do have a lot of needs so when do you think would be most appropriate for them to address that and hey you we also know that they evaluate these players they always have in mind if this guy hits for agency like what they did with uh, Chase Young will show some interest see if we can acquire them you know whether it's on an expiring contract etc so First, I'll say, what do you think his fit would be like in New England? As I said, I think he'd be kind of like a Dietrich Wise, Trace Flowers type, uh, probably more outside than inside than they yeah. usually are used. And uh, what do you think the team needs to do to address the edge uh, position? Because they got a lot of free agents. So I, I think Burns is a Patriot. I remember watching him last year and thinking like, wow, this guy is going to be such a great Patriot when they take him in the third round in two years. And then he just, you know, you know, because transfer from Albany. <laughs> going in the top five. I actually have him as my edge too. I like Dallas Turner better, but I, I think Verse is very good. 
to go back to that scouting report, uh, the, the first and third things there, just in terms of like you watch the guy and the first four or five plays you watch him, you're looking like, how the hell is he not off sides? Because he just, <laughs> he gets out of his stance so quick and he's got so much power that he, he's out of his stance quick. He's right in the chest of the offensive lineman. And then he has the upper body strength to just kind of toss him aside. It's really fun to watch. And that is a Patriot. You mentioned Dietrich wise. He, I think he's more explosive than Dietrich wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he is a, he's a true power pass rusher. I look in, I think this guy's probably a little bit more of a raw athlete, but like a guy like Brian Burns, a guy who's just going to overwhelm you with explosiveness. That's how Jared verse wins. Um, the reason before I get to where the Patriots should take it end, the reason I think he's notable is let's say the Patriots win a game or two here down the stretch. And let's say Williams may Williams may Harrison and Daniels are off the board. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they don't want to take Daniels that high and it's Williams, May, Harrison are off the board. Do either of these edge rushers, whether it's Turner or Verse, do enough that you could maybe get a team to overpay and move up to that spot to take them? It's not... The more good players at the top of the draft, the better for the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Because that pick becomes worth that much more if they're going to trade down. And Jared Verse, to me, is a guy that if they do... And I don't think they'll win a couple more games, but if they do... You might get a team to overpay for a guy like Jared Burst because they might look at him and be like, this guy's going to be our linchpin pass rush. You know, this is going to be the guy that when we got to have a stop on third down, he's going to be that guy for us in the future. So really exciting player. I, I do think the Patriots need to invest in an edge. I Not in the first round, not in the second. Mm-hmm. If you want to tell me day three they're going to go get one, I wouldn't be opposed. I yeah. think in the fourth round, by I, I would say within the top 150, certainly. They should be getting a guy because Josh Uche is probably going to leave. We don't know what's going to happen with Anthony Jennings. Matthew Judon's coming back from an injury. He's entering the final year of his contract. They're going to need guys there. And if you're watching Verse, and he's opted out of the bowl game, so I guess you won't see him. Um, mm. I haven't seen – I haven't looked at the news today, and it happens every day, so let me see if this guy uh, has made a decision. And this would be classic Patriots. Oh, he entered the transfer portal. Okay, never mm. mind. Patrick Payton, uh, who's the offensive edge rusher, who reminds me a lot of Josh Uche. Right, yeah. He had a good year. I'm very surprised he's not going to the draft, but he's transferring, so he won't play in the bowl game. All right, so never mind him. Where's he? Oh, they don't know. That's why you enter the transfer portal. He's in the portal, yeah. He might end up going back to Florida State, but it's very rare you enter the transfer portal and then change your mind and declare for the draft. Uh, Jordan Healing did that. If you remember, Ah. the special teamer who was with the Patriots this summer, I think a lot of teams missed him declaring for the draft. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think within the top 150, they need to add an edge rusher. They're going to need a body in that position. They need a guy they can start to develop. Uh, again, verse isn't the guy cause they just have other needs at the top of the draft, but edge rusher, not out of the question for them as a need this year. Yep. I absolutely agree. I think that Jennings is almost a lot to be back at this point. Because yeah. you know the Patriots love their run defenders who will not get paid on the open market. Josh Uche is a weird one because he's starting to play a little better. Like, I thought last week was the best game he's played in a while. You saw the explosiveness. You saw the uh, array of pass rush moves. You saw the power even at times. And then, obviously, they also have Keon White, who will be here next season. Although they use him on the inside a lot, so not purely um, an edge presence. But that'll do it for us today. Uh, Alex? Please let the people know what you got coming down the pipeline and what we should be looking out for. Yeah, uh, 985thesportshub.com. Get, have the mailbag up. Get in a 
some Patriots Broncos uh, later this week, plus whatever other news hits. And then I'll be on catch 22 tomorrow with Evan Lazar, who I think might have an interesting Drake may take a new Drake may take. So uh, I'm looking forward to hear what he has on that. Sounds good, brother. All right. Thank you. And thank you all for watching. Really appreciate you. Happy holidays. If we don't get to speak before then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. 